Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The Word to Stand On for Life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. This is the Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh, but I'm not important today because beautiful Paula is live in the studio with me on the date day edition of the show. We'd love your live calls and questions, questions about the Bible. Today, ladies, is a day that we set aside for you. If you have anything that you need to be encouraged or get some direction from Paula, she's here. 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. 340-9585 if you're outside the local area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. You can also send them in via our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. If you're driving in your car, especially today because there's craziness going on in the streets, people worried about the, the storm coming. Uh, the safest way to call is by using the free KSLR mobile app. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you, sweetie. I, you know, I always feel funny saying welcome because I've been with you all day. I know, but I appreciate it. <laughs> it's just so polite. I thank you. I thank you for that. So it's your show. Oh, okay. Well, um, our producer was saying, yeah, uh, uh, an eclipse on Monday and possibly a tornado. What is it? Hurricane, hurricane hurricane tonight or tomorrow? What kind of week is this? Yeah, we're not going to get the hurricane like the hurricane hurricane, but we're, we're likely to get a whole bunch of rain. Yeah. Um, Don was saying that at the HEB, our local HEB, people are in there just ransacking the shelves, getting all prepared <laughs> for the end of the world. When she told me that, you hadn't arrived here at the studio yet, mm-hmm. and, and I'm thinking, oh, Paula's small. I hope she didn't get crushed in there. <laughs> Oh, no, anybody got time for that. I would be like, hey, I got the karate chop thing going. You know, I can do the Mr. Miyagi thing, so get out of my way. But, no, we have plenty of stuff in our freezer, but I'm, I'm sure we'll be just fine. Yeah, so anyway. Um, okay, so let me say I have a lot of announcements to make, Pastor Ron, so don't interrupt me for a minute. Okay. Okay. So Lips are sealed. The lips are sealed. Okay, so I had a lady say last night, oh, I, I tried so hard to make it to Monday study, but I, I just couldn't get here. And I was like, well, praise the Lord, because we didn't have a Monday study, and we won't have another Monday study until um, we start First Peter on uh, September 11th. So another couple of Mondays, and then all the studies will be back, the men's, the youth, and the women's studies. Yes, sir. He has his hand raised up to interject here. You said that couldn't interrupt, but yes, uh, I want to brag about you. You're memorizing the whole first chapter of First Peter. Well, at least the first nine verses; those are the ones <laughs> I'm going to be teaching. And I, I just keep stumbling, but I'm, I'm 65 years old, and I'm like, I'm kind of impressed with myself if I do say so myself. But yeah, no, I'm trying to. Uh, you know, we got kids here; they they memorize the whole book. <laughs> I think. I think chapter one, I don't even remember right now, but it's maybe 20-something verses. I get to like eight and a half, and I'm like, uh-oh, what is it now? <laughs> Give me a hint. What's the next word? Hey, so, they're 13 and 14 years of old. That's true. So. That is true. So anyway, but thank you for your, okay. you know. So September 11th, we're back on our Monday night schedule for men, women, and the youth high school age Bible studies. Yes, yes. And then uh, right before that, on that Saturday, um, the 9th of September, um, from 10.30 to 2.30 here at our sanctuary. Um, we are having our women's luncheon, our annual women's luncheon. 
and I'll be sharing my testimony, which is kind of a different thing. But um, you know, sometimes when we have speakers in, or or we're speakers at other places, you know, either we provide an honorarium for them, or or they're providing an honorarium for us. Well, when I speak here, I get nothing. <laughs> it saves. Because I'm cheap. Yeah, well. <laughs> we, we don't have any money. Me too. And so I'm speaking this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to be sharing my testimony. And, you know, after um, every year for I don't know how many years, how many years have we been doing Sweet Summer Devotions? Uh, Long time. The, the, the ladies share basically their testimony, maybe a little, with some Bible study in there and um, devotion. Um, and so I just kept getting all these questions because I was the first speaker, you know, and I didn't share my testimony. They're like, oh, bummer. You didn't share your testimony. So the Lord's been pressing me um, to share my testimony. So that's what I'm going to do. And then. Well, wait a minute. Times and cost oh, and I did all that. that? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, the cost is $20. And we'll be providing you with a very um, nice meal, homemade uh, from our two of our chefs here at the church, served by um, either the men and or youth, um, and so none of the ladies will be. You know, we just get to sit down and be kind of waited upon. Now, so obviously, we have nice. limited space, so uh, ladies, if any of you want to go, it would be really important that you get signed up for it. Call mm -hmm. the church office or mm -hmm. stop by someday during the week if okay. you're in the area mm -hmm. and, and sign up. Let people know that you want to come. You don't have to pay until you get here, but mm -hmm. pay when you can. Mm -hmm. But the idea is it's, uh, it's going to be, it's, it's always a really, really nice event. There's no dress code. Sometimes ladies dress up. Often they dress down, mm -hmm. but, but dress however you're comfortable to dress. We want you to be there and let the Lord um, encourage you. Encourage you. Yeah. You will yeah. be encouraged. Mm -hmm. Here's a word I want to use. I behoove you <laughs> to sign up right away. Who are you? <laughs> I know. It, that word just came to my mind. So I thought, oh, I should use that. That sounds really intelligent. So I behoove you to uh, make a move and sign when, up and when, register. When things like that come to your mind, flip the switch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit, <laughs> flipping the switch. Um, so anyway, yeah, get on it and, and sign up, and, and you'll, be, you'll be blessed with just a number of ladies here. Not all of them come to our church, um, which is kind of a cool thing because we love um, entertaining, uh, um, encouraging, having fellowship with, um, with others. Okay, so um, let me see, 1030 to 230. Yeah, you can dress up if you want to. Slacks, dresses, heels, pearls, flip-flops. Heels are cruel. Gold chains, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just like you say, spend more time getting your heart ready than you do your body. You know, because, I mean, really, who are you trying to impress? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is the one who we need to be concerned with. So, okay, so enough of that for the ladies. Uh, luncheon, and then later that month is your men's retreat, and I know you'll start talking more about that in September. But um, for the women, that's always a really, really neat time because so many of the men um, have gone away, um, been able to be around other godly men, and they come back changed as well. Um, our son Terry, many, many years ago, uh, he and Ronnie. And I surprised you with them coming here. And um, it, the afterglow really impacted Terry, um, that they're just regular guys with the same problems as anybody and everybody else. But they were not ashamed um, or embarrassed to share their struggles. And the encouragement they got from other men and the instruction they got from the Word of God. You know, it was interesting. Terry said, Dad, that, that was the rawest thing, raw, R-A-W, this mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. that he's ever seen. It really, that we were that real. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's, that's just a wonderful thing. And, and men don't have to be afraid or ashamed of the things that they struggle with because there's always somebody who is, has either gone through that or is going through it and, um, you're not alone, so that's always a, an encouraging time. And the wives um, are at home saying, please, Lord, do something, you know, 
encourage him, <laughs> let him know how much you love him. You fix him. Bring me the man that you want that, for me. That's him. exactly right. You know, and, and the man that God has created each one of you guys to be, um, it's, it's up to him to really to do it, but you have to partner with him. And then, of course, Joy of Jesus is going to be here in no time. Oh, that's just amazing. So, anyway, with all, okay, then we have, let me have two more things. Gail Irwin is coming on September 28th. 27th, I'll be talking 27th. about that. I wrote 28 down, but it is oh. 27th. And then I heard a couple of people already called this week, um, and so reminding people that Raul Reese will be here um, October 5th and 6th. Okay, so that's the end of my announcements. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Sam up there, you know, sometimes. And then I come, how many minutes was that? You know, 12, what? So anyway, thank you for being patient with me on my, my um, announcements. Oh, yeah, Pastor Ron, as I was coming um, to the gym, let me see, I think it was Tuesday, there was a lady coming out of the gym that I've not really ever seen before. Well, um, she stopped me. And she goes, you're the pastor's wife from over there, because the, the gym that we go to is right here in the parking lot. And I said, yes, I am. Sometimes when, when people say that, you're like, yeah, what, why? <laughs> <laughs> but um, she was just falling all over herself. Well, please thank you so much, and thank all the, all the people who served at the VBS. My husband and I, we go to church, but our our... Our family doesn't take our grandchild to church, but we were able to bring bring him over to your VBS, and he has not stopped talking about that vacation Bible school. Please thank all the servants. It's just made a huge impact upon him, and, and she just mushy all over. So I, I told the leadership ladies on Tuesday um, her thank giving, but I wanted to let all the other ones know as well. So, I, Vacation Bible School is, is big for me because, as you well know, that's where I heard Jesus loves me. Yes, I know for the Bible tells me so. And the, you know, I don't remember necessarily the people by name or faces, but I remember just the the gentleness. You know, you wanted to be around them. They were, like our teachers here, just full of the love of the Lord and they wanted to impart that love to hurting kids. And I was one of, my brother and I were two of those hurting kids. And um, so Vacation Bible School people, you are, along with school teachers, my heroes. So, okay. I still get to go? It's my show. Oh, that's right, I forgot. Okay, Pastor Ron. <laughs> Let me do this. Okay. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. if you have any calls or questions, whether they're just Bible questions or ladies, if you have something for Paula, we'd love to have your call. Okay, here's a, here's a, uh, a question. Discernment. Okay, would you go ahead and explain that? It says, you know, test the spirits in 1 John 4, 9, where it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. That's 4-9? Uh, first John, oh, my fault, 4-1. Four, 4-1, one. Four, one. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what Excuse thought. me. Go ahead. <laughs> Discernment's a tough thing. It's, it's, it's a gift from the Lord. He wants us to be discerning. He wants us to know what's His. Now, here's the problem with discernment. We have a tendency, especially if we're, we lean to be uh, a little more emotional, Whatever we hear, well, I'm a Christian, I ask God to speak to me, I hear this voice. But we forget that, that the enemy's always shouting at us. He's always trying to confuse us and trip us up. God's voice, rather than the loud voice, the spectacular voice, is usually that still small voice that Elijah uh, encountered uh, after this great victory over the false prophets uh, at Mount Carmel. Uh, and we like the easy way. We just want God to shout at us so we hear a voice and we mm. think, well, God loves me. He wouldn't let the devil talk to me. The devil is always going to be talking. So we've got to be discerning. Now, the problem with discernment, Paula, is that it's impossible to have it or to exercise it if you're not a man or woman of the Word of God. It's just that simple. Um, when he says test of spirits, he wrote that in what he didn't know was going to be our Bible, but we know it's our Bible. And the, the way we know whether something is from God is whether or not it's consistent with what he's already revealed. 
And the only way we know that is to open our Bibles and to dig in. And sadly, uh, there are just too few of us as Christians who really make uh, the time and take make make an effort to study the Word. Um, Paul tells Timothy to 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 be a student of the Word, a workman rightly dividing the Word. Um, well, that's for all of us. It's not just for Timothy. That's for all of us because the only way we can know what God is saying to us or have confirmation about something that we've heard God speak to our heart, whether it's from Him or not, is to know His Word. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole bunch of things over the years that I thought initially uh, about walking with the Lord or something's going on, and and I'll pray, I think the Lord has spoken in my heart. Um, But because I know the Word, I'm able to have a measuring stick there, Mm -hmm. and, and I know whether it's Him or not. And, and we know that because God would never contradict anything that we know is written by the Holy Spirit. Uh, he would never contradict his word. He doesn't have different sets of rules for you and for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what he's already told us. And uh, unfortunately, we live in a culture that is biblically illiterate. Um, we live in a culture where um, I hate to say it's encouraged, but I, I really think it's encouraged by the way we do church. Um, people aren't encouraged to to uh, to be um, spiritually on task. We're lazy. Um, we we want to hear what somebody else says. I believe, and you know this, but I believe this is why so many of those prosperity churches and false churches and crazy charismatic churches uh, flourish, because people want somebody who is the quote-unquote man or woman of God to tell them what God is going to say, mm-hmm. so they don't have to find out for themselves. Mm-hmm. But see, that's like being married to somebody that you never speak to. And we need to be in our Bibles. We need to know our Bibles. It doesn't mean we have to be teachers. It doesn't mean that you have to be theological scholars. Mm -hmm. But you've got to know what Jesus is saying to you. And his word is living and active. It'll meet you where you are. Um, It'll meet you at your time of need. But if you're not in it, it's impossible to be discerning. So the gift of discernment, I think a lot of times people just think, well, God's going to give it to me. I'm going to know. Mm-hmm. It takes effort. Every, every gift to use it takes partnership with God mm-hmm. and takes our obedience. When Paul was writing to the Hebrews, he said, by now you ought to be teachers, but I've got to give you baby food all over again, milk all over again, because you're not mature enough for the, for the solid food. And that is a perfect description of the churches uh, and the condition of churches here in the United States of America. Well, so like when your mother told me, honey, divorce him, no one will blame you. But I had already read that God hates divorce. And so the choice was, okay, do I listen to your mom? That would have been better for me at that time as far as, you know, the situation, the circumstance but do I choose to obey God? And so in the discerning, it's, I'm going to listen to God. Is that well, what you're saying kind well, of thing? Well, yeah. It, uh, it, my, my mom was a believer at the time, so um, she, she just hated to see you hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what what you, you had there was the gift of faith. And even though you were very immature as a believer and didn't know very much, mm-hmm. um, um, you just you knew what God had spoken to your heart. Uh, you read it in Malachi. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow, in your immaturity, you knew uh, that it was God with a direction for you. Mm-hmm. And so that was more the gift of faith. Okay. Uh, so the gift of discernment is more dealing with spirits. And that's what John is dealing with when he says, test the spirits because not every spirit is from God. Uh, because there's intentional and willful confusion out there. Um, you know, we can go to a church uh, where people are flopping on the ground and, mm. and everybody's speaking in tongues at the same times and somebody's running around the, and, and somebody who claims to be a prophet or an apostle will have a word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we need discernment to know whether or not it is. If you have discernment, by the way, you won't be in one of those churches. Yeah, for sure. But, 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 at least not for long. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, but... but you've got to know the word to be able to have some sort of way to measure Mm -hmm. what somebody said. You and I, I go way back to uh, not long after I was saved, uh, but after I knew I was called to be a pastor, we went to one of those really horrible churches Mm -hmm. and a man called me out uh, in the audience and told me, he said, you listen to this. God says you're going to be doing this one day. It had to be the pastor. And I knew I was called to be a pastor. So immediately I'm thinking, wow, this guy's really speaking <laughs> for God because I'm a new believer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This guy's really speaking for the Lord. Jesus, thank you. 
Uh, and then he started saying this crazy stuff mm-hmm. and doing crazy stuff. And um, even in my immaturity, there was this uneasiness. Like a check in your spirit, like, sure. this is not right, huh? Yeah, I, mm-hmm. and I knew okay. it wasn't right. I knew yeah. when we were going to, I, want, I needed money. I mm-hmm. didn't want God, I was told, wanted me to be rich. Mm-hmm. I was rooting for that Jesus. <laughs> and uh, the truth of the matter is, um, um, you know there's something that's not right. Mm-hmm. And then as you dig in your word, you know that's what right. I'll never forget that day uh, that I came home from the library. Uh, having been led sort of by the hand of God to the book called The Cost of Discipleship mm-hmm. by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Mm-hmm. And as I, uh, I went through that book, I filled up an entire legal pad with notes. Uh, I'd been there seven, eight, nine hours that day. Mm-hmm. I come home and I said, Paula, we got a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, was, talk- uh, that was a great day because I remember that. It, you know, I'm, I still don't I'm still kind of immature in my in my knowledge as far as that goes, but I knew that something was wrong, and I was like, Lord, something's wrong. Please give him something that he can hook onto that he will go and check it out. And sure enough, that day that pastor said that the... the uh, Poverty was the curse. The curse of the law uh-huh. from Galatians 3. Was, was poverty. poverty. God's not going to take anybody poor or anybody sick to heaven. It was like, oh, no, that's it. Thank you, Jesus. And so you went and you studied and you came home. And I was just sitting there beaming like, God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. And so all these years later, I just, I'm going to tell you, tell the audience how I woke up this morning. First thing, you know. Uh, we wake up and I'm like, thank you, Lord, that we're awake today. And I know you have something big, medium or small, some some opportunity um, to make you smile. And then before I even get out of bed, because I'm doing a little bit of stretching and stuff, then he just gave me this vision, you know, that that he gave you, you my gift. He said, thank you, Lord, for my gift of of Ron in my house. And um, yeah, so thank you. And then you've been just a sweetie, but I wrote this down so I'd be sure to tell everybody you're my gift. And I love date day um, because I get to just spend the whole day with you. So anyway, yeah, my gift. Thank you. And I, I'm, I'm learning all the time. It's really kind of cool. I'm learning not only through being in the Word, because you keep saying, um, you got to be in your Word. You got to know. You got to know. And we do have to know. We have to know for ourselves. I was in a conversation yesterday, and I kept, I could hear what the lady was saying, but at the same time, that discernment was saying, she's talking, but she's talking wrong. And I was thanking the Lord for um, being taught to be in the Word for myself. Um, I knew I didn't want to argue, but I knew that she wasn't going to change my mind. And, man, there's nothing better than that, to be able to stand firm knowing who I, who I know and what I believe. And um, that wouldn't happen if I was too lazy to be in the Word. To the, You know, the Lord says, if you'll be faithful to put it in, He'll be faithful to bring it out. And um, Scripture's were coming into my head and scenarios were coming into my head as she was talking that the Lord and I were kind of having a conversation where I could just kind of listen to what she was saying but discount it the whole time. And so it, that was awesome. That's what David said, I've hidden your word in my heart so that I may not, so that I may not sin against you. Yeah. And, and you know, there's just no other way. Uh, I know we, we, all of us, because we live busy lives, we would love a shorter way, an easier way, a less time-consuming way. Um, uh, uh, we open your Bibles and spiritual warfare begins instantly. Yeah. Um, but the truth is that there's no other source, and it's such a treasure chest. It's such a treasure. I challenge our, our church here, and uh, everybody on this program knows I'm not a Facebook guy, and um, I've said it to the church a hundred times, but um, I, I challenge everybody uh, who's a Christian in this audience um, to spend more time in the Bible than you do on Facebook. 
just that one thing mm-hmm. or spend more time than you do texting mm-hmm. those mindless things that we do that have no value or no benefit at least eternally speaking um, why do we do those things why would we even take our phone mm-hmm. uh, into our study or or the, the chair you sit in where, where you're reading your bible uh, why would we answer a phone call uh, when we're talking to the Lord, those kind of things. And I think it's a, it's a whole shift of priorities and uh, a, 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 a breaking of a terrible pattern of, of habit. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, it's got to be Jesus. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be the first thing you do, mm-hmm. but, but it needs to be the thing that you do the most because it, it, it has the most reward. I got mocked yesterday at the gym. I didn't tell you because I didn't want you to go beat the guy up. No, no, you wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm pretty tough. Yeah, you are pretty tough. But anyway, he goes, he says to me in a real kind of a weird kind of tone, do you take your Bible everywhere you go? Because I'm on the treadmill and stuff reading. I said, I try to because I need to know what it says. And I, I said, the people here know me as the Bible lady. And they come to me and they ask me questions and they ask me to pray for them. Mm. And he was like, really? You hear the music we're at the end of the first half hour. We'd love your calls. 340-9585. We've got 30 minutes left. 340-9585. This is the Date Day Edition. We'll be back in two minutes. to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back to the final 30 minutes of the date day edition program i'm pastor ron arbaugh from calvary chapel in san antonio and i happen to be sitting in the same room with the most beautiful girl in texas right now and it's your show beautiful and girl, yes. Oh, it's my day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what you said earlier? You mentioned this um, study to show yourself approved. Well, I was thinking, you know, our school started again, and how exciting it is to see all these, especially the kindergartens. They're so excited. They've been waiting for school, you know, since school got out last year. I get to go to kindergarten this year, you know. Uh, so here they are. I, but, I saw one of the first graders the other day, uh-huh. and and it was like in the afternoon. I says wow, you're here all day. And he looked at me like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Get used to it, kid. When you grow up and you have to go to work, that's how it is. That's why I tell him you only got 13 more years of this. (laughs) But anyway, uh, the teachers and the age, you know, they don't come here only and teach the kids how to read and write. Um, They themselves have to take turns teaching chapel. And so they have to be in God's Word. You know, it's kind of like a you know, they are anyway, and they hear chapel all the time, but they have to study for themselves to now present a Bible study. And, you know, you and I, we take turns at chapel as well. And sometimes they'll put me with the older kids or then take turns and then I'm with the younger kids. I don't know what's harder. I think the younger <laughs> kids, because they will call you out if you're wrong. They put their hands up like you did earlier. Miss Paula, you know, um, but yeah, they have to, the teachers and the aides all have to study to show themselves, approve, and they teach for the whole week. Yeah, and you know, Paula, we were talking about about sort of being spiritually lazy in the first half of the program. Uh, you know, most of the people here, uh, and if they if they haven't got it, it's not my fault because mm-hmm. I'm constantly harping the value of the word. Um, but, you know, if, if because they've been encouraged over and over and over, and many of them for a lot of years, and all of our teachers are people from our church. Mm-hmm. We don't just go hire outsiders. We want to know who they are and know what they believe and know what they're teaching. But they found out for themselves that the Bible is exciting. Mm-hmm. And everybody will find out for themselves how thrilling it is to have this living, active treasure every day at your disposal. And and it is just a, a pastor's nightmare because still so many people just won't make the effort. Mm-hmm. It's like, I go to church, what more does God want kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and what God wants is what's best for you. And that Bible is 
filled with it. And here's the promise I'll make to anybody in this audience. If you devote yourselves, like you, you're trying to memorize First Peter now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm talking about memorization. If, you, if, you, if you're gifted to do that, great. Hide it in your heart. It's a good thing. But if you'll just discipline yourself for two weeks, just two weeks, set aside some quiet time, just you and the Bible, uh, invite Jesus to sit down next to you, and begin reading systematically, not just willy-nilly through the Bible, but systematically. Um, uh, if it, since it's a two-week challenge, let me challenge you to start with the book of Ephesians. Spend the whole first week in the first three chapters. And I promise you, uh, it, it'll thrill you. Mm-hmm. And it'll whet your appetite. And pretty soon, uh, the time that you've set aside will get longer and longer and longer mm-hmm. because you want it to, not because it has to, but because mm-hmm. you want it to. Mm-hmm. And you'll see God using the word that he's putting into your heart, uh, to using that word through you to, to minister to others. Mm-hmm. And once you get started in that process, you'll never settle for anything less mm-hmm. again. Yeah, uh, yeah. You used to tell me that all the time, and um, I would say, okay, I'm reading it, I'm reading it, I'm reading it, and then I would be like, but I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. And then, just because God is faithful, you're right. Somebody would come along, and because I had read, read it and hid it in my heart, the Lord was like, okay, this is what I'm talking about. What they're saying, what they're going through, this is what you've been reading and why. Now you can tell them, oh, yeah, I know what we can do. <laughs> You know, it's just it's just really, really fun. So, so yeah. Except my challenge. Yeah, it is. I, I'm doing First Peter. <laughs> you, he's talking to you people in radio land yeah. on the Ephesians thing. I got First Peter, First Samuel, Romans. Well, that, see, that's the stuff you're reading for me, though. That's book, right. Book of Acts. Yeah, I'm in John. By the way, <laughs> tomorrow night we have the Book of Acts. We have the, 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 the um, entrance of the Holy Spirit into the church for the very first time. And 3,000 people get saved as a result. So that's our study tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. You, that was happy birthday to us. The church was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. Okay, so the school and the parents. Uh, again, it's fun seeing that there's new people here. And you were saying yesterday, I think on the show, that 40, 50 new people are coming every week. Well, I love that, and then I don't like it so much because, you know, I want to know everybody. And so with all these new people coming I've not been able to get to everybody. Pastor Ron and is starting to kind of upset me. Usually <laughs> I take pictures of everybody. You know, i got like Rico, Jessica, Marie, Denise, Jamie, Kai, Santana, Brandon, Kelly, Karen, David, you know. And that was just last Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and those were just the few people I met. I didn't get to get to everybody. Um, but here they are. You know, we've been praying for, in some cases, the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, and the confused. And so... You know, we get this new influx of people every week, and um, getting to minister to them is really fun. So much fun. Um, I was sitting next to a lady last night because she's been listening. You know, and she's so cute because she's a fairly new believer. And you would say something, and I could see her write that down. Like, I'm going to remember that one. Well, after church, she says, I've been doing really good on um, flipping the switch. I was like, well, good for you. What's happening? She said, yep. Um, when when the person is a little bit uh, ugly towards me and, you know, trying to push my buttons and stuff, I just, I took your counsel, Miss Paula. I just keep my mouth shut. And then Pastor Ron said, just flip the switch. And so in my mind, instead of me going off like I used to, I just flip the switch and I'm just with Jesus. And she said the peace is has been incredible. She's sleeping better. Um, yeah, her her kids seem to be settling down, and um, she's even getting a couple of apologies. It was really cute. Well, by way of quick explanation, last Sunday's message we did the first nine verses uh, in the book of, of Romans, Romans chapter eight. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I tell people all the time, it's 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 easy to solve your problems. It's not easy to put the solution into application because our flesh is pretty intense and pretty brutal Um, but it's easy to know what to do and the way I opened the study this past Sunday was 
uh, talking about you and I in our house. So you like light. I don't like artificial light. So mm -hmm. you turn the light on. I turn it off. Mm -hmm. And and if I go in there and, and the light's on, I turn it off. It gets dark instantly. But when you you say, well, I want, I want light, you go back in, you turn it on, mm -hmm. and it gets light it, it instantly. Mm -hmm. You just flip a switch. And that's what Romans 8 is all about. Life in the Spirit is just flipping the switch. Instead of being with you in the darkness, instead you... You flip that switch and you're with Jesus mm -hmm. and everything changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, it was really, really cute. Um, you know, and we can all tell when our flesh is getting ready to um, go off. But we can always, if, we, if we're smart, we can remember when our flesh goes off, the disaster, the destruction that it causes. And so now flipping the switch, you know, um, and I know for this... If the switch is off and you're in the darkness, it's about you. Mm -hmm. You flip the switch and it becomes about Jesus. That yeah. changes everything. Yeah, that really changes everything. When you know that Jesus is in the room with you, um, you won't say and do some of those things that you would in the dark. Yeah, and so she that it was like a light bulb went off in her head and she got it and she's putting it into practice. Well, that is the benefit as well of being in the Word, coming to church and hearing the Word, but the value is putting it into practice. Because we can all kind of know it in our heads, but until we put it into practice, we really don't know it because you have no idea um, what the benefit is in being obedient until you walk it out. And you should have seen her face. She just looked like a million bucks, just so... Uh, you could tell the tension was off of her face and it wasn't her who was doing it because all she had to do was flip the switch she wasn't saying or doing other than being in his presence and the fight was no longer with her it was that other person fighting against who's who's having you act this different yeah. you know that was awesome you know we uh, we uh, I, that that Illustration sort of came to mind when I was walking with Jesus uh, Sunday morning before church, of course. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking of a guy in our church named Mike who um, has done some really bad things. Um, just couldn't carry the burden anymore. He confessed to his family. Mm -hmm. um, they came and confessed to us. Uh, and I, honestly, from that day, a flip was switched. A switch was flipped? What did I say? Flipped was switched? Yes, a switch was flipped. <laughs> And and from from that moment on, uh, this man's life has been radically different. Um, um, his wife, who was so hurt and and so broken, um, has this huge glow about it, a smile gorgeous. on her face. Yeah, yeah. And um, the kids are just like, who are this mom and dad in my house now? Mm -hmm. uh, because they flip the switch, and that's what Jesus does. Being with him flips the switch, or switches the flip. Um, but but that, that's all we have to do. And it's so simple to know what to do. And we need only to partner with Jesus in the doing of, of it or in the application of it. And everything changes. And we see that here over and over and over. And it's, it has nothing to do with anything other than the Word of God, the Spirit of God working through the Word of God. And, and when that switch gets flipped... Mm -hmm. um, that's when change occurs. Mm -hmm. And too many of us, Paul, as Christians, are content to live an unchanged life. And Romans chapter 8 is all about living that changed life, that new life in the power of God's Spirit. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to be even a little more direct this Sunday. However, the rewards of walking in the Spirit are so great, we can call him Abba, Daddy. Mm -hmm. Um, we're, we're sons of God. We have that sweet assurance of our salvation. So this Sunday is um, a really, really fun study, uh, an encouraging study to do as well. Uh, that's awesome because, um, you know, you were talking, and I wrote down, you know, some of the three benefits, uh, the Spirit setting us free from the power of sin. But how, how was Paul set free? Well, you gave us three things. Paul was set free because his heart was right with God. Even when, and you said this, even when we fail or fall, um, all we have to do is to our Abba Father say, um, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that again. Um, that's the old me, not the new me. And I fell back into the old me. Um, 
but to confess that and then move on, then he recognized that his battle couldn't be won in his own strength. And I have an asterisk star thing that's there. Big, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. You want to comment there? Well, it's just, you know, especially men. Um, we have this tendency to think that we have to solve these problems on our own. I can do this, I can do it, I can do it. And what we need to say is, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. I'm going to mess up, I'm going to mess up, I'm going to mess up. And it's not a self-defeating proposition. It means that because we can't and we know he can, we cling to him. We don't, we don't let any distance come between us. And we let that, that switch be flipped and we're with Jesus and then we can enjoy the promise. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus said, uh, with men this is impossible, but with God nothing is impossible. And, and the things that in our own strength that we try really, really hard and then we fail, the enemy beats us up, so we try even harder in our own strength and we keep failing and, and many times we end up giving up instead of simply saying, you know what? You're right, devil. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to let Jesus do it for me. Yeah. Not that we're having, you don't, you're not saying have a conversation with the devil, but just... Yeah, but just yeah, responding yeah, to the lies. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. I, I, I'm a wretch. So, but I'm Jesus' wretch, and so I'm going to get even closer to him mm -hmm. and let him fight for me. And then the, sec the third thing was, this is awesome, God had already made the provision for our sins. And that means that we don't have to sin, but if we do... There's no judgment. Consequences, yeah, but we're not going to be judged, you know, because you sin one more time, you get to go straight to hell. No, it's not that at all. Your dad says, come over here. There's going to be consequences, and you're going to, you're going to have to learn, you know, a lesson. But you're still my son. You're still my daughter. I love you. You're still in the family. I'm not kicking you out. You know, you still got an inheritance. And this Sunday we, we learned that he's, he, we're his son because he chose us even though he knew who we were. Man, that's awesome. And, and if we will get that in our hearts uh, and, and in our brains, you know, uh, when I mess up, um, um, God's not angry. He's not frustrated. He's not impatient. He's not about to give up on me mm -hmm. uh, because he lives outside of time and space. He knew what I was going to do, and he chose me way before that. Yeah. He chose me. He, he could have chosen anybody, and he chose me. Mm -hmm. And unless we really understand how special that makes us in his eyes, um, we'll, we'll not be able to understand how special he then must be mm -hmm. as he takes his place in our life. We, you know, when I, I kept talking about it over and over, I do the, do the, flipping, the, the, switch. the flipping the switch mm -hmm. thing with my hand. Mm -hmm. and, and when you flip that switch, you realize not only is there no condemnation, but, but you realize there's no fear. You can go to him and say, I messed up. I'm sorry. And we've been talking a lot. I was going to say that. I know what you're going to say. About our no guilt zone. No guilt zone. Yeah. And, and as Christians, we need to make our lives a no guilt zone all day, every day. Whenever there's guilt that, that the enemy's trying to heap on us or other people are trying to be critical of us, um, we have to remember that the provision for that guilt has already been made. So if the fact is, and I'm talking about the fact, not what we feel, mm -hmm. but the fact is that we are innocent before God. Mm -hmm. We've already been declared not just not guilty, but innocent. Mm -hmm. um, why then do guilt over some failure that we've had? Now, we can have regret. There's a big difference. But, but the regret simply says, okay, Lord, I'm not going to do it again. Mm -hmm. Guilt says, I'm no good. We think of God as like a, a boss or somebody. And, you know, if I mess up, he's mad. Mm -hmm. And if we walk around on eggshells, we, we don't. We just have to say, I'm sorry. And he goes, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Let's learn from this, and we'll keep walking. We'll just keep moving forward. And, and Paula, because we're, we're all the way back to the first part of the program, because we don't really invest time and effort in the Word of God, we don't know that. And, and we actually become slaves to our feelings, slaves to our emotion. And that's when we become a sitting duck for the enemy who wants to destroy us. So what we've got to do is remember there's a no guilt zone. Now, I used to say this. I don't say this about you anymore. I used to say that. You have a that, PhD in guilt? You have a PhD in guilt. I think I do. I, I, it still keeps kind of creeping up. You know, you crimple it up and put it in the trash can and you throw it out. But it seems like the thing keeps coming back, you know, and then crumple it up, put it in the trash can again. This time I'll put, I'll put the match on it this time, Pastor Rob. I'm trying to you know. But, yeah, no guilt zone. 
It's huge. And see, I, I've, I've watched literally your life change and your ministry become so effective over the last five, six years, uh, simply as you begin to take this into your heart that I'm not guilty. Mm-hmm. So why act guilty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh man, you know, you know. <laughs> I would beat myself up for two, three days a week, a month, you know, because of that thing. I did, because that thought I had. I should be better by now. We're never better. We're never better. Mm -mm. So I'm free. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a mess. So N-S, no, N-G-Z, no guilt zone. There you go. And I I heard you say that in the middle of the night, you know. And so I think that was part of my reason why I thought, oh, he's a gift to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was I talking in my sleep, or was it just God using my voice? It was just God using your voice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you weren't talking in your sleep. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. If you have any questions or uh, about the Bible, or if you have any comments about what we've been talking about, or or ladies, especially for you, if um, Paula can encourage you in any way. Yeah, here's an encouragement because so many people are uh, running around fretting. I got a text from a lady too saying, you know. Um, you better go to the store and stock up and all that. You know, okay, get some food in your house, but you know, trust. Let's trust Jesus. He knows the outcome. And just it doesn't, don't seem, like, it doesn't seem like we want to be afraid. Maybe we live in the Twilight Zone esque mindset. We just want to be on edge all the time. I don't. I don't get it. Anyway, I'm glad I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. So you guys we, we, we need to be afraid. God's in control. Yeah. Be be wise but don't don't freak out. Look we're Christians. God loves us. He we can trust him to provide for us. So Well, I was gonna send you to H E B to get dinner, but I guess now we'll just go to Chick fil A instead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have food. So yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just kidding you. The Lord is taking care of us. Yeah, but the no guilt zone is is huge. Um and I think that's a good saying for Everybody and husbands in particular, if you're, if you're, and fathers, if your your wife, you know, burns the toast, no guilt zone, honey. We got more bread, you know, and even if we don't, it's okay. I know you tried. No guilt. Let's just move on. That's so. That's huge, for your kids. What's when, the What's the first thing you said though, about Paul? His heart was right. His heart was right. His heart was right with God. If our heart's right with God, we won't do those things. We mm-hmm. won't hold people to a standard that we can't keep. Mm-hmm. Instead, we'll just be. The, the quick and eager forgivers. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And and you want a great gift, the gift of encouragement? Learn to, to encourage people who are guilty by telling them they don't need to feel guilty. Uh, if they're trying, if especially for you men, if, you're, if your wife feels like she's got to please you, um, let her know that she's got it all wrong. Your job is to please her. Mm-hmm. That's the heart that's right. That's the heart that God can defend. That's mm-hmm. the heart that God can, can prop up when difficult times come. See, that's one of those reasons why I love you. <laughs> you're, you're a gift. Thank you, Jesus, for making this. He took a jerk and made him a gift from a J to a G. We have a young, <laughs> we have a young man in the church named Ray Ray, uh-huh. uh, who who uh, helps with ushering, and he works here at the church mm-hmm. at the school a couple of days a week. And uh, he listened to Paula, and he calls her Mama Paula, Mama Paula, Mama yeah. Paula. Mm-hmm. And he heard her when she was given a, a part of the testimony one time, said, you know, Ron the jerk. Uh-huh. And he comes in and he says, Pastor Ron, Mama Paula says, Ron the jerk. <laughs> and so every time I see him, and no matter who's around, hey, it's Ron the jerk. Mama Paula says so. Yeah, yeah. And now that, you know, we go on vacation, and I get my tan on, and you so, you told the radio audience that I look like, Fried chicken. Okay, fried chicken. But Ray Ray says, Mama Paula, you smell like chicken fried chicken every time. <laughs> ah, we, we love him. We love Ray Ray. Yeah, I love that family. Um, he works hard when he's here. He's good. He, he really does work hard. Yeah. And he loves to be around the people. So sometimes when he's supposed to be ushering, but to say, hey, Ray, Ray, <laughs> they don't have a bulletin at the front of the church because you're up here with us. What are you doing? Get back to work, man. But he, he loves it, and we love him. Thank you, Ray, Ray, for being such a, a valuable part of Calvary Chapel San Antonio. We love you. Um, okay, the meaning of life, Pastor Ron, just I'm going I'm to enlighten you, is to please God. It's to please God. Um, I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah. That was in verse 8 of Romans 8 the other day. Um, but every day we have to actively flip the switch from flesh to spirit and all throughout the day. 
So okay. let's go. We're inside three minutes. We've got a phone call on line one. Ola on line one. Ola, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hello, Pastor Ron, and hello, Mama Hi. Ola. Hi, <laughs> Ola. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for all you do. I just I wanted to ask Mama Paula to pray for myself and my husband. He is a great gift to me as well, just like Pastor Ron is a gift to you. I just want you to lift him up in prayer and lift me up in prayer as well. Thank you for all your wisdom. It really helps mm. me. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ola. Paula, what you pray for? Well, now, for, for the audience, Ola is also uh, one that we I pray for every day. Um, um, she has attend our church here, mm-hmm. but uh, she called on the radio years ago, and, and her and her husband would like to have a child. And so I've been praying, Ola, and we will keep praying. So, Paula, why don't you pray for her? Mm-hmm. we got two minutes. Uh, Jesus, thank you so much for precious Ola, Lord, and that she would call in and um, encourage us with the, the wonderful news of her precious husband being a gift to her as well. Lord, it seems like they would just be the greatest of parents. And yet, Lord, if if that's not your plan, you can still hear the joy in her voice. Lord, I pray that you would just put your arms around both Ola and her husband, that they are gifts for you, that you created them, and they are well-pleasing to you, Lord. Um, but, but Father, please, um, we do ask that you would... Um, provide them with a child of their own. Thank you for her heart, Lord. You could just hear it. And I pray you bless her husband wherever he is, whether it be physical, spiritual, mental. Um, just touch him and let him know how well pleased you are with him. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Ola. We appreciate it very, very much. Well, we're inside a minute. Paula, is there anything you want to say before we sign off? Yes. I love my life. Somebody asked me, so what do you do? What's your life like? I, I love my life. Jesus has called me out of the darkness and I get to be on his team. First Timothy 1.12 says, I thank my God through Jesus Christ that he's given me strength that he considered me faithful calling me into his service. Who am I to be <laughs> in, his, in his army? Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630, The Word. Uh, you've been listening to The Word to Stand Up For Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh. We truly do appreciate you tuning in every day. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Paula, say goodbye. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, The Word to Stand On For Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. 